0: The best word I can say, but uh, will describe this, was "boom."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like an uh, orchestra. I like uh, um, I like heavy metal more.
1: You're listening to the Robbie Fowler podcast,
0: powered by McDonald's.
2: Well hello and welcome to the Robbie Fowler podcast episode 2 It's brought to you by McDonald's McCafe Great tasting coffee, simple Myself Chris McCarty, back with a man himself He's the star of the show It is Mr Robbie Fowler, he is over in India And we say, as always Rob, hello my friend
1: How are you buddy, okay?
2: Yeah, I'm okay. We've gone from a little kind of chat last week to, well, you've pulled out that contact book and we've gone top shelf. We are awaiting none other than who?
1: Well, it's it's the normal one, isn't it?
2: It is the normal one. I like what you've done.
1: I think everyone, everyone knows who the normal one is, don't they? So I think when obviously we are looking at getting all these up and running, you know, it's... I know, I know people, Christopher. That's what it is. You know, it's, it is. I know people and, and I, I delved into that little book and I've, I've managed to get probably the biggest person in football at the minute. You have? The Jörgmeister. It
2: is the Jörgmeister.
1: Big Jürgen Klopp. Jürgen Klopp. What, what an absolute star. I mean, what, what a guest to have as your, as your very first guest on, uh, on this podcast.
2: Yeah, it tells me that you are someone that is revered It tells me that that contact book is far bigger than mine, Rob And it tells me that you are loved in Liverpool, after all, at least in the red half
1: I've got one page, mate, that's all I need <laughs> Everyone else is just getting ripped out now Sorry, well, sorry if uh, <laughs> if you wanted it But it's getting ripped out But I mean, look, what what an absolute star as is, is your first guest He's uh, he's incredible I think what he's done for for not only the club but the city has been incredible uh, you know, he he came in, uh, and we'll talk about that with Jurgen. His, uh, his 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 first press conference as uh, as Liverpool manager was "Look, we will win yet the title in five years." Now, I don't know if that was word for word of what he exactly said, but it was something along those lines. And uh, and he's delivered. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, we're happy, has. Christopher, aren't we? We're happy, well, You've been uh, being that Liverpool fan.
2: Don't you start again on that? I'm not happy. Uh, listen, I'll I'll admit I am a big fan of Jurgen Klopp, the man, Jurgen Klopp, the manager. I just wish he wasn't Liverpool's boss and all of that.
1: Chris, you know what you're saying there about the uh, you know you can't fail not to like him anyway. You know, oh yeah, it's as, as unreal. Much as, all right, Liverpool have won the league for the first time in you know twenty odd years. Thirty. I don't really <laughs> want to say that. You know, are we talking about the past again? Should we go there? Uh, yeah. we go there? No, no hey. we won't do that. Yeah. We won't do but that. What, 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 I mean, what I'm alluding to is, regardless of whether you're a Liverpool fan or whether you're a Manchester United, Man City, I, you can't fail not to like yeah. him. I mean, it's like myself with Sir Alex Ferguson. As much as you know, you, you have these. Uh, I mean, people perceive or you, you dislike this man or you dislike this club. I mean, how can you not like Sir Alex Ferguson as well for what he's achieved in the game? I think it's just incredible. And, and, and Jürgen sort of falls into that category with taking a, taking a club like Liverpool, who, who let's be honest, have, have, have won lots and lots of trophies. You know, they've been there and thereabouts for a number of years, despite not winning the Premier League. Uh, but then all of a sudden, uh, they look... A team who are just extraordinary again, yeah. uh, and that's that's obviously down to his, you know, whether it's man management, whether it's his technical or technical uh, acumen, uh, but as, as him as a motivational speaker, if you like, has has been incredible for the club and and, and even the city.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And Jurgen Klopp is upcoming in this podcast. In terms of your own interactions with him, Rob, he is obviously aware of you, who isn't aware of you at Liverpool Football Club. But have you had much dealings with him?
1: Yeah, I've I've spoken to him many times. I've obviously been in his office a few times and and that's what I, I like about him as well. He he treats me, you know, he treats me like again, brilliant, like a normal person and, you know, Jurgen is is very I mean, people have this perception of Jurgen the way he is on the camera. Whether you know, so, some might say oh, he's best, false or he's not this and that. What you see on camera is exactly the way he is off camera. And I love that about him. There's no airs or graces. You know, everything is is out in the open. Uh, you know, he, he tells it like it is. Uh, and that that is for for a person like his. You know, the, the accolades he has every single day. You know what he's achieved, what he's won. Is incredible uh, and for him to be an incredibly sane person is just uh is, is superb and yeah and i love him for that
2: looking from the outside in as you are and you're obviously close to that football club rob what's the biggest thing in your opinion that he's done he, he, he what was it october 2015 he joined the football club european cup in 2019 the premier yeah. league last season what's the biggest change he's brought to that football club
1: well, look. The biggest change is obviously the, uh, the the Premier League title. I think that was the one that looted the club for years and years. I think when you look at his tenure from from day one he came in, uh, there was a big. Everyone knew what type of manager he was. He he'd been in a few finals where he'd sort of lost them, um, but he came into Liverpool with this incredible reputation of of maybe taking a team uh, from and I'm not saying Liverpool with his team, but uh, taking a team who who. I've been successful in the past, yeah. and and then winning stuff. and you look at him as as record at Mines was brilliant. That uh, they went from you know a I won't say a mediocre side, but he went from a, an average side if you want to to maybe a team who was competing. Then you yeah. look at Dortmund, you get to the Champions League final, winning the you know the Bundesliga. So he took them into the realms of 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 places where you as a supporter want your team to be. Now you look at his, uh, his his time at Liverpool, he's come in, you know, cup finals have got to the Sevilla game, which obviously we'll mention in a bit, you know, getting into that Europa League final. Okay, they lost a the game, but You've seen something in the club, and you've seen that belief, and you've seen the confidence just grow. And every every single year since he's been there, has been a development period where the club have gone from strength to strength. You know, you look back last year where you know we won the the World Club Cup. You know, the the Champions League. Um, obviously the year before, uh, the the Champions League last season. Uh, losing the final to Madrid was uh was a big eye opener because I think it gave the club the confidence to. To go out there and compete again with the with the the so-called very best, and and he's done that. And, and what he has done, he's absolutely delivered world-class football. Mm. And you know what, world-class players to um you know to what we as Liverpool fans, Chris, believe is uh, is the best club in the world.
2: Yeah, that's fine. I'll take. Oh, that see, no, you're
1: just admitting it there. So you <laughs> no, know. no, no, no. I'm yeah, just. Ex- no, I- you did.
2: I'm accepting your response to that. I'm listening intently whether I agree with it or not is well it's quite clearly I do not. (laughs) The greatest football club on this earth is down the road. But here where, where I do, one thing I will level and say for Liverpool that I am delighted about is that Scotland's captain Andy Robertson given an opportunity and he has kicked on under Jurgen Klopp. So at least I can say thanks to Jurgen when he does pop on for that because Andy Robertson has flourished under Jurgen's leadership. Listen, before we get Jurgen on this show, there's a couple of things I want to pick up on Chris, just Chris
1: before you start there so obviously we' do you go on because we're going to have that good of a conversation with him I reckon you'll forget about the Andy Robinson and, and you'll mention that what I mean I've got a feeling you will do just because the, the, because he's so good and he, he just he just grabs you the way he talks so we'll just get we'll just get like so focused and so driven by his conversation we'll forget lots of other things
2: Oh, I'm sure we will. We've only got half an hour with the man. Jurgen Klopp is upcoming in this podcast. A couple of things I want to touch upon. If you haven't downloaded the Robbie Fowler podcast, brought to you by McDonald's McCafe, great tasting coffee, simple. There was a couple of things, and we thank each and every one of you who have already downloaded, subscribed, and rated episode one of this brand new podcast. There was a couple of things in that first episode that I feel that I need to address. Number one. Now, you're not having the fact, Robbie, that I'm 34 years of age.
1: <laughs> I actually don't know what to say, though. <laughs> I am 34. I, I, and I know, but <laughs> I, I don't know where it's going. I, I mean, look, it might have been a tongue-in-cheek gesture, Chris, now.
2: I, I'm going to I'm going to prove it to you right I mean, now. Look at that provisional, Rob. Look I at that.
1: Yourself, that's not you.
2: That's me. No that's chance. A, <laughs> that's a Stephen Gerrard buzz cut right there, my friend. Nineteen eight, eighty six. We we'll better hide my address. I don't want any
1: abuse. I was going you know what? You know what you do now? You look like you just got out of the army. <laughs> you may oh, notice oh, as oh, well, I mean, Or oh, the cadets, the cadets, yeah. I should say.
2: Just for those of you that are listening on the podcast, I am showing Robbie my provisional. Yes, I did say provisional driving license. I actually, Rob, and here's something you didn't know about me. I actually don't drive. Yeah? No. Uh, the the taxis are too cheap over here in Dubai
1: there's a couple of things I've learnt about you Chris in a couple of weeks isn't it one (laughs) being that you don't drive and and two that you're a Liverpoolian
2: I am not a Liverpoolian in any way shape or form I've been getting pelters from Man United fans on this I am not (laughs) categorically and I will put this to rest right now I am not a Liverpool football club fan through and through I am a red devil and I've got my my sister's ex-boyfriend when she was about 15 to thank for that so Derek if you're listening or watching this Big thanks. I became a glory hunter back when I was about five or six, and I've stuck with the boys ever since. Yeah,
1: the thing is, though, no, no one believes you, Chris. You can, you no. can, you can. No, believe me. You by want. the end, they will, you will believe you. You can preach me. as much as you want. You know, we know that you're a, a red. You are a red. Aye, yeah, the good red devil. You're, the, you're the good red I'm
2: the bad red if you want to put it like <laughs> that I'm the other side listen one other thing Rob because I had inundated with questions from episode one of the brand new Robbie Fowler podcast now one of the questions that was put and again I wasn't doing my job as a host or as a journalist not asking you this question you mentioned on that first episode the story the real story behind that infamous celebration against Everton we don't want to go over old ground now if you want to hear that story download episode one, but a few people have put to me that you did it to shut up the naysayers, to shut up those who perhaps were saying things well, not perhaps, were saying things that weren't true about you, that were having an impact on you and your family. Did it silence the naysayers? Did that celebration actually do what it intended to do?
1: Uh, f- I probably went the other way, in all fairness. <laughs> I think, uh, look, I, I, what I said last time as well, I think, uh, I regret people not really knowing the full side of the story, or not not getting it. So people sort of who didn't know it just automatically think that like, you're doing this celebration because you you condone it or you you agree with it, which is obviously not the case. Uh, so obviously I've done it, and the amount of people who believed I was doing it because it was a uh, well supposedly cool, you know, it was it was frightening. So yeah, I actually it didn't really get the. The answers I was uh, I was wanting it to do, in all fairness, and yeah, as you can imagine, I'm I'm still taking even nowadays I'm still taking a lot of stick. Honestly, it's it's quite frightening. I mean, I, that I, is. it might have been better if I actually had come out and said, "Ah, oh, I'm on this or I'm on that." The people might have uh, felt sorry for me a little bit more then. But the fact is, I keep denying it, and people go, "Ah, no, it's not not, you know, there's just too much." In it. So you've definitely done it. So I I'm still even now defending myself. It's it's actually quite frightening.
2: It is frightening, Uh, and I'm sure it is something we'll touch on as the episodes progress. I'm conscious, though, because we don't want to let our next guest, our first guest, wait any longer, because I'm told he is standing by. You're rubbing your hands with glee. You're giddy at this. I'm a mere passenger in all of this, because we're joined by the man himself, delighted to welcome onto the Robbie Fowler podcast. It is Mr. Jurgen Klopp. This is the Robbie Fowler Podcast
1: Powered by McDonald's McDonald's McCafe, Great tasting coffee Simple
0: Dubai Eye 103.8
1: yeah again, how are you? How are you? I'm good I'm good, how are you? Good, 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 good Jagan, yeah, thanks very much for joining us And uh, thanks for, for allowing yourself to come on here I think it's brilliant I think what I'll, uh, I'll introduce Chris myself as well But I just wanted to get you to say a quick hello to uh, Buddy Who's my uh my cameraman out here in India. He absolutely loves you, so we just wanted to say hello. <laughs>
0: right, nice to meet you.
1: Yeah, Thanks very much. Okay. Uh, very good. Chris, right we're ready to go when you are. Yeah, uh, good. Once again, thanks very much, pal. Just,
2: just before you just before you start, Robbie, is that your
1: house over there? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm in I'm in a hotel. Oh, is, that, is that Bengal where you're at the moment? I, I mean, I'm actually in Goa. Goa, believe it or not. i I'm in a, I'm in a bubble in Goa. <laughs>
0: So, oh, okay. So, can can you 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 work there as a coach? Do you
1: right? Uh, yeah, I'm over here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Keep,
1: keep it up with the news, Jagan. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> <Of course>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listen. Let's kick things off, gentlemen, because we are joined by a, a man who is a bit of a hero, more than a bit. He is a legend in Liverpool, a legend in mines, a legend in Dortmund. It is Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool manager. Welcome, first and foremost, Jurgen, to the Robbie Fowler podcast. You're our first big name guest. The only way is down from us from here, I think, Jurgen.
0: (laughs) First and foremost, when you introduce me, I'm the first for the first minute. Also, also I thought you speak about Robbie (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows him. It's allegedly Liverpool, and then and then when Dortmund came out, with said, "Oh, oh, oh, uh, it's me." So no, I'm 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 doing I'm doing okay. So um, times are tough here, um, you can imagine, or you know, um, but we make the best of it. I'm here at the training ground. We could train this morning. We'll train this afternoon as well. So um, double session, my favorite day. <laughs> Don't have it as often as I wish, but um, no, all good. How are you? Yeah, we're good.
1: We're all good, Yeah, we We're all good. I'm, I'm over in India now, obviously managing a team over here. But listen, it's not about me. And as Chris has just said, you're the first guest. And uh, I mean, I don't think we can, could have got anyone better. So obviously I think we kick off with a, a massive congratulations on the league last season. I think you brought a lot of joy to so many, many Liverpool fans all over the world, myself included. And do you think, as, as your outlook changed at all now? Do you feel more liberated, relaxed, or is it the same old Jürgen wanting to get better every single day and trying to progress even more? Oh, I,
0: I, I never thought like this about myself, to be honest, but um, nothing really changed. And you can imagine, that you, you you remind me of winning the league on the day after we, we dropped from the first place in the, in the table <laughs> because the other uh, team not too far from here uh, won their game last night. So you see the 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 reality and the and the, the everyday challenges um, they they caught us already, uh, of course that's how it is. So this is um, it was a wonderful wonderful moment when we realized we 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 are champions now. It is still a wonderful moment, but it's um, it feels like it's already long long ago. So many things happened since then, and um, yes, it's a it's a proper fight every day. Premier League. Um being manager of Liverpool means you have to be successful. It's not like people, it would be nice if you could be successful, though we, we have to to be successful and we, we see that the same way. So um no, it's great what happened so far, but uh we are still on track and want to want to do more. But um
1: that's it. For, for, uh, Jürgen, you've just obviously mentioned yourself. I think obviously being, a, being the type of person you are, being a type of club it is, you're always obviously progressing and, and wanting to be better than, uh, than what you were the previous year. But are you actually ready for what is going to be happening in you know April and May this year? There's going to be so many baby Jürgens <laughs> born in <and> around <laughs> Liverpool because of what you've achieved and what you've done. <laughs>
0: So Jurgen is already not the best name you can uh, you can have in Germany, to be honest. So I, I hope for all the, the British um, <laughs> or Liverpool fan babies uh, that the parents are really think a little bit ahead for their life. It's um, you know in in Liverpool it's Jagen.
1: Which is, <laughs> it's a good. Yeah. It, okay. It's gonna be It's gonna be common, it's it's gonna be cool. common
0: in May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and where I'm coming from, it doesn't sound nice as well. So that's why my complete life, when I was a baby, my, my nickname was the name of my mother. So the short version of it, Lisbeth, my, name, my mother's name is Elizabeth, And um, because I look like her, obviously. And from three, four years old on, I was Kloble. That's a special thing in my area. When I started studying, it was Klobo. So um, until today, if somebody would shout my name in Germany, like Jürgen, I wouldn't really react. If somebody shouts Kloppo, I know, OK, that's me. So, um, yeah, I hope really for... I, I
1: pray for the babies that nothing like this will
2: happen. <laughs> <laughs> Klopo it is. Klopo it is. Yeah, Jürgen, I, I,
1: I, I actually love that. I love that as well. But, Jürgen, obviously, if I may, can I take you back to when you obviously first joined Liverpool? I think one of the, the first things you do done, you the press conference and... I mean, you probably heard this before, but it was maybe changing the attitude of you know, doubters to believers. Uh, and you, I think you famously said something along the lines of, we will win the league in five years. Was, you, was that you genuinely being so confident in your beliefs and your attitude and what you could do? Or was you buying yourself time?
0: Oh, neither nor. Um, it was the moment and, um, and I, I knew that people were very positive that day. And what I wanted to say is, if we sit here again, like in a press conference situation, in four or five years, then we probably will have won something, and um, that's that's what, what I said, and that was clear. If we look, if we, the club was really patient um, with me, with us um, in the beginning, because they knew we were not the best circumstances and and big big. Um, targets or or big things need time, they knew that. And so we never felt really under pressure, but we knew we we don't have time forever. And that's why um, we were really um, busy until today. We are busy uh, with developing just um, the the, the stuff. That's, by the way, my first concern, that um, I don't want to um, change things um, that I feel better afterwards. I want really to change things in a club for the better of the club, that means that the, that the club has the benefit of it even when we leave at some point, because otherwise it would kind of be a little bit of nice, still okay, but a little bit useless as well. Because the club and we, you know that, and we all know that the club is always much bigger than we ever can be, and that means the club needs to benefit from all the things you do now in the future as well, and that's what we try here constantly. So we just try to to push all the things. On highest possible level, Uh, did that with the training ground, did that with the coaching staff. The coaching staff is pretty much—they are um, not—they are connected with me, obviously. But it's not that they um, have to leave in the moment I leave. For example, they all can stay and and can work on um, because they are just brilliant people. Not only coaching, but nutritioning, fitness, and all these kind of things. That's not about me, and it's about the club. And so that will never—that will never stop. And. so, we, um, we are ready for the future, but, of course, we have to deliver now and we know that and uh, that's what we try.
1: I think that leads well into uh, obviously the next question, Jürgen, as well. So, obviously, you are, I know you said it yourself, you're the normal one with, who has got an unbelievable personality. And I've been quite lucky as well because I've been in your company <laughs> and I know, I know what you see is what you get and I'm obviously quite blessed with that. But certainly, at, at, at an elite level, whereas that what you are? What is the key to success? Is it your attention to detail? Is it your tactical acumen? I mean, or is it your ability to man-management, to everything from players to your backroom staff, to the people in the kitchen, to the nutritionists? I mean, I think what you have and what you've got at Liverpool is special, but it's not easy doing what you do. Oh,
0: yeah, thank God. Otherwise, everybody could do it and yeah, I would have even more people who want my job. So, um, <laughs> but it's... <laughs> no... But the basis for everything is for sure the, the knowledge about football, the love for football, these kind of things. So, because you can only gain knowledge about football if you love the game, really. That means you have to watch football games as a as a future coach, manager, wherever. That's the only thing you have to do, pretty much. That you really understand the game from pretty much all different perspectives. That's it. We are specialists. I don't know a lot about most of things in life, but I know quite a. Decent amount about football, and um, that's that's obviously my job, pretty important. So, but that's the moment that what a lot of people can do. So it's not forbidden to watch football the whole day, games. You can have footage from everywhere and all this kind of stuff. But in that moment, when you when you have that, then you have to convince your players to do the things you want them to do, and for that you need kind of a personality. And I don't think you can that really you can learn that. I don't know if you can, but I could. Bro, I I never tried. I just tried to convince the boys. Um, with my excitement about the idea, to be honest, that's that's how it is. So I like, again, it's not my idea, maybe somebody else had the idea, but mix it up with their own opinions and stuff like this, it be, can become your idea. And in that moment, you have to bring the group of players behind you. That's easy for one day, because everybody likes a new idea and likes football and likes winning football games. And if you can help them to believe that um, it's more likely that we win football games in the future, that obviously brings the group together. But anyway, to, uh, tougher times. You lose a game, you lose two games, you lose three games, you draw in, a, in the wrong moment, all these kind of things. And now you have still to be um, together with the group. So and that's now something about you as a person. I don't know exactly how it works, but it worked for me um, all the time because it was never too critical and all these kind of things. So that's about leadership. How do you lead a group? How do you um, behave by yourself and how do what yeah, what can the boys do, what is allowed to do, what is not allowed to do, making some rules but not too strict because it's still a game, all these kinds of things, a lot of things to do and you cannot learn it overnight. Um, and age helps a little bit, that doesn't mean you have to be old, that just means like you have to gain experience from somewhere. You can start with 17 as a coach, and then you are with 30 really experienced, or with 25 already really experienced in a specific way. Um, I have now do the job now for 21 years and not everything is a problem anymore, what used to be a problem in the past. So because I have now solutions for these little things because I had the situation plenty of times. But there are new challenges as well. So it's it's just a it's a, a 24-7 job, to be honest. But how you know, because you love football as, as much as I do, um, it doesn't feel like a job, and that's probably the biggest blessing blessing in all, yeah. in, all the, yeah. in all these things because I love what I do and that makes it then easy for me to, to invest a lot of time in the stuff. But of course, losing a game is not nice and yeah. um, that means, Staying strong in these moments, staying to stick to your ideas and all these kind of things, that's all something, it's about personality, but um, it's not that complicated as people might think.
2: Brilliant. Can you give us an insight, Jürgen? Can I jump in here? You mentioned that losing is not nice. No football man or woman (laughs) wants to lose a football match. What is Jürgen Klopp like after the cameras have been switched off, the lights are off, Jürgen coming off the back of a defeat? What are you like at home, Jürgen?
0: Thoughtful. <laughs> uh, no, no, really, I don't speak a lot. Um, unfortunately, I have made the experience a, a week ago or so when we lost at Southampton. So we flew home um, late. Did we fly home? I said last year. Um, and then we, I arrived at home and I can't sleep. What is it? One, two o'clock in the morning. I cannot sleep. Sit in the kitchen alone and think. About the things what happened, unfortunately, you don't want to think about it because it's over, it's done. But you have to. So that's a moment where you have to work, where the work starts. Actually, what can I tell the boys tomorrow? Uh, what is the right? St- what is the right thing to say? What? What? Re- what happened really tonight? Did we only lose a game? What always can happen, or did we lose a game because things that happened in the past, or did we lose a game only because of the, th- the mistakes we made in the game? So I don't change as a person. So I don't look for excuses or go for or get angry with my missus or the whatever, or somebody has absolutely nothing to do with it. I'm not like that, but I don't speak a lot. I think much more than I speak and um, until the next morning pretty much. And then when I meet the boys, I hope um, that the majority of the time I've found then the right words to explain what happens and to make the game useful, we lost, to um, use it as an information and um, with all the pain you felt and stuff like this, but use it as information what works for us and what doesn't work for us and, um, um, and so we can really use it as a basis for the next day or two or three to build on that basis to win the game after that.
1: Yeah, again, as a, as a manager, is, is every day a motivational day for you? Do you have to go in there and motivate the players every single time? Or do you just like maybe motivate them before games? Or should the players be getting motivated enough themselves? The word motivation is
0: a, is a tricky one, to be honest. You know, it sounds like it was this kind of magic, but I really think um, that um, football players, so they love the game as well very much, and they are happy to come to training so that's how it is they love what they do and you know training maybe the preseason the sessions are not exactly like the boys wish for but um, during a season and the, the training sessions is not only there's no running really so like only running uh, there's uh, always football there's always tactical stuff and, and players like that so they are self-motivated they are already when they arrive so i don't yeah. have a speech every day before training and tell them why this session is now the, the most important session of their lives yeah um yeah. yes but what you have what well, i think what is necessary and again i don't know exactly how it works but it worked for us somehow um, is create an atmosphere where people can flourish so just be yourself but in this team so that's a little bit like that so in, enjoy yourself mm. in a. On and off the pitch, in this training ground, in this training ground, in the surrounding around with all these boys, have fun around the session. So, uh, because there's a lot, you know, a, a training day if you're trained only once is nowadays around about five hours. Yeah. So um, don't know exactly how it was in the good old times, but when I was a player, I have I drove longer for to to, to arrive at the training <laughs> ground than we actually <laughs> stayed there during the season. That's the truth because I didn't live at Mainz in the beginning, and so when the traffic was a bit tough, so I was three hours in the car and. Well, about two hours in and around training. And um, so yeah. now it's five hours and plus all the media stuff and these kind of things. So it's pre-activation, all that stuff. But if you create an atmosphere where the boys understand that even the preactivation is something which they massively benefit from, you don't have to motivate them. Then they come in yeah. and ask, oh, So, where where's my where does my program start today? So these kind of things. We have really we are really blessed with. Really, really good boys, top professionals, good characters, um, and in a good way, greedy guys. um, Success-wise, that's that's really good. The only problem we have: other teams don't sleep and play some good stuff as well. So um, that's why we cannot win everything. But um, we are still in the race, and dealing with all the difficulties a season can um, hold for you is 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 a big thing. But we have enough time to, to, to solve that in the moments in and around training. ground. It's not about motivation. It's about really understanding that what all we do on a daily basis is to make you a better player. There's no other reason. It's not because I'm bored and don't want to be at home or my flat is wet or whatever. We are here to make football players better. And um, if you take that, you will benefit of it. If not... You will not be yeah. here for a long time
1: yeah yeah. the, the reason I, the reason I asked that question and, and was because obviously this one and this one is not a question it's just basically a follow-up from that and I go back to obviously maybe four years ago when you lost the, uh, the Europa League final to Sevilla uh, and I remember going back to the hotel and I was involved with a club part of the club and I remember going into the hotel and did a club out of function, and you were in there, and the players, quite rightly so, all went back to the hotel, and they were all massively upset. They were gutted, so subdued, it was frightening. And then you just got on the on the microphone and just give out this big speech, and you probably won't even remember it because you've done that many. But it was just a case of look, you know, we'll get where we will we'll get where we want to be and need to be pretty soon. And your your speech was so motivational. I actually thought we'd actually won the cup that year. I mean, it was incredible. And next minute, everyone just sort of having a drink and enjoying themselves. And I thought, wow, this man is special. He really is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but problem my life is that I had to I had that too. I Had to have too many speeches after losing <laughs> a final. So obviously I'm 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 used to it, and I, I don't think we should waste time then to to um, behave like um, in a really serious moment when we really strike like a funeral or whatever. Yes, we lost the football game, and yes, everybody feels it, and everybody is really disappointed about it. I was disappointed about it. What I learned again, if you deal with it in the right way, you have a chance to come back. And that's the only thing. So you feel already bad. You, the other team won already the trophy. So what is what is the thing you can get of it out of it out of the situation? And that's what I'm looking for. And that, so it doesn't help if we all are depressed the whole night. If it would help, I would be the first to make sure we are all depressed, but it doesn't help. So, and that means in that moment, there was a day, a a year, which was an incredibly difficult year. My first season here came in October. We reached a, a League Cup final. We reached the European League final in a season where some players played 63 or 64 games. So, the European League final was for some players game number 64. An unbelievable challenging season. With games or games and, and games and stuff like this, so that was already a success to reach the final. It's just in the football world, it, it's not seen like that. You go to Olympic games, it's allowed to celebrate. It's a silver medal in football, it's not. I don't get that. No. And so um, after the time when we, when we then realized, yes, done. We cannot change it anymore. That's the moment when the future starts, and that's what I want to make sure yeah. in these kind of moments.
1: Starts again. Yeah, you Can I kind of just obviously delve into um obviously you as a manager and what what is your what is a what is a Jürgen Klopp player like? I mean has he got to be is it position specifics? Is it good is it understanding <laughs> different roles? Is it is it being clever? Yeah. Is it emotional okay. intelligence? Yeah. Or it's just, oh, great. just being good. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. all that. Um open. Um, open for information, open for so what I so what I like is a very very confident player, so football player person, if you want, who doesn't take himself too serious or too to that make himself. Not how the English thing is for that, but hopefully you understand it. So very self confident. you know I'm good, but I know I understand. I need all the others as well. Otherwise I have no chance in this game. So a little bit like that. But we talk about players then already. If it, that's your only strength. You have no chance in my team. So first and foremost, you should um, be able to play really good football. Um, that's now the again another blessing in my life that I work together with players. They are so much better than I ever 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 was, and um, so that makes me it really easy for me to enjoy um, them skills. And um, so that's really that's really cool. But that's not a typical young club player. You should be open for. Football informations. So if you arrive here and think you already got the game to the the extent you that you know everything about the game, I never met that person. I'm not the person I never met it. But if you are that player, then you could struggle a little bit because we have a lot of informations. Um, but they all again should help you. That's now a little bit of a problem. We had the situation quite frequently, or yeah, from time to time that a new player comes in and they are really good. We pay money for them, they're good players, but then they need time. In the beginning, they get some information, we try to compromise it as much as possible. But that's the moment they start thinking. And a football player who's who is, who is leaded by, by here is not too cool. So you have to feel the game. And um, so that means until that information goes then a little bit downwards and gets becomes more natural for the players. That can take time and that's why sometimes players arrive here, uh, everybody's talking about big-money signings blah, 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 and then they need time. So from time to time that happened, but it's completely normal and for me, I feel absolutely no rush in that. It just has to, to fit together all these different pieces in a football game and just bringing the best player in the world in a very good team doesn't mean that we'll work together immediately. We all need time to, to settle, we all need time to to tune, all these kind of things. And um, yeah, the little problem we have in football, you usually don't get that time. But we are cheeky enough to just take it and, and give ourselves the time and, and, and make it happen. And um, so far it worked most of the time, I would say.
2: Jürgen, just on that you you talk about the evolution of of football players that you are, I guess, encouraging them to do that. What about you as a leader? You talked about leadership earlier are are you someone that will look to other coaches from different sports do you read a lot of leadership books? I know Sir Alex Ferguson was a huge and and remains a huge historian, would read a lot of military books and and look back on world wars etc. Do you have a similar passion in that regard? No
0: uh, no, I didn't do that. I, I speak to people as much as I can. I spoke to Alex, for example. Um, might uh, might be a little bit a historical problem now that um, I don't read any any books about um, leadership around the world wars or stuff like this. But um, no, I just um, for me leadership is common sense. Um, is the only person I really know. Myself, because I'm 53 years old. Spend a lot of time with myself. um, Don't (laughs) I don't sleep all the time. So I know what I like. I know what I need. I know what is good for me. I know what is not that good for me. And so, and that's what I try. And I know I'm a completely normal person. I'm completely average in pretty much all the things I I I do, and 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 uh, I'm able to do. And that means I'm like the other people out there. I am like football player. I love football, so my players love football. So that's already one thing we 100 are the same. And now it's about what, what I think what I would need, and then I transform that on the team pretty much. And I don't think that's um, that's rocket science or whatever. Um, it's about what you have to do. I think most of the people would know in the right moments. The problem is in the moment you feel completely differently. You lost the game, or you won a game, or you face a problem, or a player gives an interview you don't like, or uh, your owner is saying something you don't want to hear, and stuff like this. These are the moments where you are not prepared for. And that's why I think you cannot take other people as an example. You have to be Mm. yourself in these moments. And I would be the worst actor in the world because I can exactly play one role, and it's myself. And um, so, but that's a bit well, is bad if I want to be an actor. But for the world I'm living in, it's it's quite okay.
1: Brilliant. Yeah, again on behalf of every single Liverpool fan in the world, <laughs> myself included, you are not average. Guaranteed. <laughs> I <laughs> am. Believe me. <laughs> you should have seen me this morning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What, what happened this morning, Jürgen? What happened? Why, why were you average this morning?
0: I went out. I went out with the dog, and it was raining like crazy. And the dog made a big business, and I forgot the uh, what is it, the little bag for the dog shit.
2: Yeah. So I had, to,
0: I had to go in and think. A smarter person than myself would have thought about that in the first place. So I had to go in, get out again, and in the end we sorted it Um, so normal problems for normal people yeah one thing
2: one thing I did read though Jürgen that a former coach of yours did say that you were a normal guy with a special personality that personality do you feel I mean does that when, when you speak with your players on a daily basis you're obviously trying to impart inspiration motivation we've already touched upon but does that do you feel your personality in this Liverpool team does that make sense?
0: I, don't, I really have no idea. I, I don't think that. I, I don't know any person in the world who thinks that much about himself. Uh, why should I do it? So how am I here? How am I there? Are that working well? I just don't think about it. It's my job to do And it was my job since I now for more than 20 years. It's my job to talk to football mm-hmm. players. And as long as we talk about football and personal life, I know about because I have a personal life and I've worked in football for a long time if they would ask me now about um, what do you think about um, the new event well, the, the new Tesla or whatever um, <laughs> I would say okay sorry give me a half an hour time and I need to read a little so I'm interested in everything in life but only a specialist in these two things and as long as we talk about that um, I'm I'm confident so I know that I will not um, and the player will, will leave the room now more insecure than he entered the room. Let me say it like this I can help because I'm older than the players and I had most of the problems they have in the moment I had in the past. So that's how it is. So, and that's how it is with the father, with us, with the sons or daughters, where we're telling him, I know it's now a big problem, but believe me, in one year's time, you look back and you can laugh about that situation. If that's the case, why do we make a big fuss of it now? As one example, so that helps really if you are calmed already slightly down in your life, and that obviously happens when, when you pass the 50s um, and stuff like <laughs> this. So, and the, all all these kind of things. That's I. I don't think I'm. I never thought about myself as an inspiration, to be honest. Um, I had I had some parties when I was young, where when I came in the mood got better yeah that's true but that's so long ago that's so long ago that i that i have to dig really deep to 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 remember that um but it is um i was um i always was a really with all my friends i had when i grew up we were all the same one was better in football one was better in skiing one was better in tennis one was better in table tennis i'm the lucky bastard who is with the football, what was the, the best in football, and loved the game so much, made a few good decisions, met more, much more brilliant people who gave me the opportunity to do the things I do today. And I said it millions of times, and I will say it one more time my, the head of my school, when he gave me the A level, the sports prize of the school, and the A level has said to me, I re- with the microphone, I really hope it works out with football. Because otherwise i I'm really worrying about your future. So <laughs> and here I am. And here I am and it worked out and that's really good. I'm happy about that. My former head of school is probably happy about that. And um that's all what happened.
1: Nothing else. Brilliant. I think I think, yeah, I think we've uh, we've we've kept all you long enough and obviously massively appreciate you come on and joining us. Uh, I mean good luck for the rest of the season. I will say that Chris is a Man United fan, so he's a little yeah. bit uh, he's a little bit cocky today, but listen, we'll we'll knock him down a peg or two before the center season. Don't you worry about that.
0: Good good that you told me that afterwards because otherwise I'm already in the mood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I am already in the mood, so
0: not sure what kind of answers you would have got. So <laughs>
2: I'm oh. glad that Robbie told you after that Jürgen and, and the boys are training well you've said double sessions today you're going to panic me with this but the boys look good ahead of that big game
1: Jürgen tell them nothing tell them nothing All good. All <laughs> good. I'll, I'll, I'll tell him. I'll tell him when you go Jürgen, yeah. once again, thanks very much. You've been an absolute star, as always. Uh, obviously, love you to bits. Keep doing what you're doing. Stay at <laughs> oh, Liverpool my. forever. We want you to win everything. Before you. go, I think what you as well. yeah uh, before you go, what I will say to you is, I, as a player, would have loved to have, have signed for you. You, you would have I been... would have loved to have
0: you in the team, my friend. You were
1: quite a nice striker, to be honest. Right, that's it, we, 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 we can <laughs> yeah. go now, we can go. <laughs> that's
0: brilliant. When, when, when is your season starting? No, they're in
2: India. We,
1: we've started, we, we've played ten games. We played ten games, yeah. <laughs> Don't
2: ask where he is, Jürgen.
1: Yeah, we, we're in, Well, you won nine and drew one or what? Yeah, uh, well, no, no we're, unbe- we're unbeaten in five, that's all I'll say. <laughs> OK. <laughs> uh, OK, that's good. By the way,
0: we started when it was grey behind you, it, it, it turned dark in a second. I know. It's like, bam, somebody switched the light I know.
1: off. I know, that's what it's like. Never been in India?
0: So maybe we should have a watch
1: when I'm. Listen, I've uh, I've got, got shorts as well, and the mosquitoes are having a field day on my legs as well. <laughs> <so don't worry>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, guys, take care. Yeah, and you, bye, bye bye. Good good luck for the weekend. Good luck out all the season. See you soon, pal. Thanks yeah, very bro, much. Bye. Thank all you.
2: Right, right. Top stuff. Thank you, Jürgen. Jürgen Klopp there.
1: I'm the same with all there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is the Robbie Fowler podcast.
1: Powered by McDonald's. McDonald's McCafe, Great tasting coffee. Simple.
2: Dubai Eye 103.8. Wow. Jürgen Klopp. Episode two. First guest, Robbie Fowler. Your reaction to that. That was pretty impressive. I will give him that.
1: I, I, he's brilliant, isn't he? I mean, what what a man! I think uh, when, when you have the conversations that you have with him, and he, he goes incredibly deep, doesn't he? And he probably gives you a little bit more than than you're asking for. I I I, I don't know whether that's just me, mate, but I think he's uh, whether he likes me or he likes us, Chris, I should say, <laughs> us Liverpool fans. Oh. <laughs> he likes you, my man. He does yeah. not
2: like me. As soon as you told him the news <laughs> that I am a Man United fan, he was uh, yeah, he was he was pretty pissed. Let's be honest about that. But hey, ho
1: nah no nah. but listen i i mean what i will say is i mean we said before, and i even said himself he's he's an average man i i mean he couldn't be any further away from from being the, an excellent man if he tried i mean he is he could, he, well the normal one is is not the case he's he's an absolute sp- fide superstar he really is I mean he, he has a lot of time uh, he speaks here he, he, he says all the things that you know you want to hear uh, and, and look you know we, as much as we love his football um, and I did say in the actual uh, chat with him you know I've, I've been lucky enough to get closer and what you see is what you get and I think that's obviously playing for everyone to see he's such such a nice man
2: a couple of things Rob I want to just pick up on very quickly and I appreciate uh, and we thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this podcast a couple of things the fact uh, and again you as a coach now at the the start in a lot of ways of your managerial career the fact he said that he doesn't feel that he has to motivate the players every day that that's not really part of the job the players find their own motivation and he's got his different ways of of getting the enjoyment and getting what he wants out of the players that I found interesting and there'll be a lot of people listening or watching this that might think a little bit arrogant when he he said that he doesn't need to look at other leaders, famous leaders in, in history or famous leaders in other sports. The reason he said there was because he knows himself. Did that surprise you at all?
1: No, not at all, no. I think, uh, I mean, what he did say, Chris, as well, he said he just doesn't really find a time to sort of, uh, sort of delve into, I mean, the politics, obviously, this leader, that leader. You know, he's not said yeah. that he hasn't done it in the past. Uh, so I think he has done it in the past. He he sort of knows what he can and can't do. Uh, and as for the uh, for the motivational one with players, uh, I mean, I get that because as a as a manager now myself, I don't think you can do that all the time with players because it becomes a little bit like um, I don't know the Ricky Gervais character if you want. You know, on the office where you know you're trying to get everything from the you know, from your staff all the time and it becomes a little bit monotonous and it becomes a little bit of the same old, same old. So if you're doing it all the time, maybe it loses the um it loses the lesson. But yeah, if, interesting. if you're doing it if you're doing it every so often, uh he's doing it before games, he'll do it pre season, he'll do it at the end of uh, the end of season. And he will be doing it, but he just doesn't feel as though he needs to do it all the time. Uh what he said was also perfect in terms of how the players are. Uh, they know what they need to do they do what they need to do uh, and if any of them need a real push along the way then he's got himself he has a a great staff behind him who who, let's be honest are all there because he wants them to be because he believes in them uh, and because they're all the right people for that for that for that job uh, and um, I, I think everything he says, and you do hang on to every word. So you know, I certainly don't think there's any arrogance whatsoever. I think he's a, he's an incredible, confident man, and uh, the belief in what he's doing and what he can do is frightening. Uh, and you know, it's something that we can all we can all aspire to. You know, he also said, and I totally agree with this as well. I think, I mean, yourself in your in your line of work, you know, and myself in my line of work, uh, coming through the game. We've all been incredibly lucky at one point, uh, and yeah. Jürgen touched upon that, and I've said that for years and years. So I actually feel as though I know what I'm talking about now. Because <laughs> honestly, it, it, I mean, it's so true. Um, I mean, I always think back to the start of my career, um, Liverpool at the time, great players played up front who uh, were maybe struggling to score goals, uh, and all of a sudden, I gets in uh, and does okay. Uh, you know, score a goal. If I hadn't scored a goal. You know, I might not have got another chance. So you know, you're always having that element of luck, uh, and he touched upon that. You know, he talked about you know people who he's known you know, have got into other you know avenues, whether it's sport, whether it's in business, uh, and they've all been good at what they've done. But you know, at times we've all uh, we've all needed a little bit of luck along the way and that little bit of a push.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we were incredibly lucky to catch up with Jurgen Klopp half an hour in the bag with the Liverpool manager, a legend around the red half of Merseyside, and he's not done yet, Robbie. I get the feeling that you know he's he's got some big challenges upcoming. The fact that Man United have emerged this season, the fires have been lit. He wants that title back again.
1: Oh, without a shadow, and and this is what he what he is. You know, I think he he touched upon himself. You know, what's happened has happened, uh, and you're always progressing. Uh, and you're always trying to develop into that uh, into that next role uh, in terms of where he is in, in his position in the team. So, look, he knows where, where they are in the league. He knows they're not playing as well as what they are. But he also mm. knows that they're within touching distance. Uh, and it's really in their own hands where they want to go. So if they go out there and play the way they can. Uh, and again, it's it's that motivational talks every now and again. It's that belief that he is in, instills in the players. And it's that belief in himself. He'll have Liverpool firing. Uh, look, and he'll be hurt by the fact is that they're no longer top of the, the Premier League, uh, and he he will use that as extra drive and extra determination to go and prove uh, you know to everyone else that he has got what it takes to you know, to stay where where we believe he should be.
2: Well, listen, Rob, I'm conscious. Uh, and for those of you watching this, Robbie has said, uh, well, darkness has descended over in Goa, over in India. You look like about a 12 year old gamer right now, as well, Rob. You, you, with,
1: with that Mike, of yours. Honestly, so I'm let... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely rubbish on all things uh, I'm good with my feet. The only thing I'm good with is my feet. Yeah, and, yeah, and even that's gone, that. and that's gone to pot. That's gone to pot now, so.
2: Well, listen, Rob. Episode two in the bag. Thoroughly enjoyed that. That roller decks of yours. You've got to give it a flick or two because uh, episode three is going to go some to beat that Jurgen Klopp. Episode two. I-
1: I'm not. I- I'm not sure where he can. I'm not sure where he can, Chris. But listen, we'll give it a go. We'll give it yep, a go. We'll find
2: someone and if uh, anyone's got any tips for us anyone that wants to hear uh, anyone that you've looked up to and it doesn't need to be Liverpool related I'm conscious that Robbie played for Leeds Man City Blackburn Cardiff maybe try and get Neil Warnock on next week that would be a decent one Rob that's over to you on that front but listen <laughs> for now I want to say I uh, bid you everyone adieu uh, I want to say if you haven't done it already do download do subscribe give us a little rating as well make it a five star one uh, do download the Robbie Fowler podcast that is brought to you by McDonald's McCafe great tasting coffee Coffee simple. Rob, good night to you, my friend. It is late over there in India, and we'll catch up again next week.
1: Yes, see you soon, pal. Good luck, everyone. This has been the Robbie Fowler podcast,
0: powered by McDonald's.
1: Hear it again and more
0: of our podcasts
1: at Dubaii1038.com.